Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. One of Love and Friendship. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Corrie Samuel. Love and Friendship by Jane Austen. To Madame la Comtesse de Foyde, this novel is inscribed by her obliged humble servant, the author deceived in friendship, and betrayed in love. Letter the First From Isabel to Laura How often, in answer to my repeated entreaties that you would give my daughter a regular detail of the misfortunes and adventures of your life, have you said, No, my friend, never will I comply with your request, till I may be no longer in danger of again experiencing such dreadful ones. Surely that time is now at hand. You are this day fifty-five. If a woman may ever be said to be in safety from the determined perseverance of disagreeable lovers, and the cruel persecutions of obstinate fathers, surely it must be at such a time of life. Isabel Letter Second Laura to Isabel Although I cannot agree with you in supposing that I shall never again be exposed to misfortunes as unmerited as those I have already experienced, yet to avoid the imputation of obstinacy or ill-nature, I will gratify the curiosity of your daughter, and may the fortitude with which I have suffered the many afflictions of my past life prove to her a useful lesson for the support of those which may befall her in her own. Laura Letter third, Laura to Marianne. As the daughter of my most intimate friend, I think you entitled to that knowledge of my unhappy story, which your mother has so often solicited me to give you. My father was a native of Ireland, and an inhabitant of Wales. My mother was the natural daughter of a Scotch peer, by an Italian opera girl. I was born in Spain, and received my education at a convent in France. When I had reached my eighteenth year, I was recalled by my parents to my paternal roof in Wales. Our mansion was situated in one of the most romantic parts of the Vale of Usk. Though my charms are now considerably softened, 
and somewhat impaired by the misfortunes I have undergone, I was once beautiful. But lovely as I was, the graces of my person were the least of my perfections. Of every accomplishment accustomary to my sex, I was mistress. When in the convent, my progress had always exceeded my instructions, my acquirements had been wonderful for my age, and I had shortly surpassed my masters. In my mind, every virtue that could adorn it was centred. It was the rendezvous of every good quality, and of every noble sentiment. A sensibility too tremblingly alive to every affliction of my friends, my acquaintance, and particularly to every affliction of my own, was my only fault, if a fault it could be called. Alas! how altered now! Though indeed my own misfortunes do not make less impression on me than they ever did, yet now I never feel for those of another. My accomplishments, too, begin to fade. I can neither sing so well, nor dance so gracefully as I once did, and I have entirely forgotten the minuet de la cour. Adieu, Laura. Letter fourth, Laura to Marianne Our neighbourhood was small, for it consisted only of your mother. She may probably have already told you that being left by her parents in indigent circumstances, she had retired into Wales on economical motives. There it was our friendship first commenced. Isabel was then one and twenty. Though pleasing both in her person and manners, between ourselves, she never possessed the hundredth part of my beauty or accomplishments. Isabel had seen the world. She had passed two years at one of the first boarding-schools in London, had spent a fortnight in Bath, and had supped one night in Southampton. "'Beware, my Laura,' she would often say, "'beware of the insipid vanities and idle dissipations of the metropolis of England. Beware of the unmeaning luxuries of Bath, and of the stinking fish of Southampton.' "'Alas!' exclaimed I, "'how am I to avoid those evils I shall never be exposed to? What probability is there of my ever tasting the dissipations of London, the luxuries of Bath, or the stinking fish of Southampton? I, who am doomed to waste my days of youth and beauty in a humble cottage in the Vale of Usk. Ah! little did I then think I was ordained so soon to quit that humble cottage for the deceitful pleasures of the world. Adieu, Laura. Letter fifth, Laura to Marianne. One evening in December, as my father, my mother, and myself were arranged in social converse round our fireside, we were on a sudden greatly astonished by hearing a violent knocking on the outward door of our rustic cot. My father started. What noise is that? said he. It sounds like a loud rapping at the door," replied my mother. "'It does indeed,' cried I. "'I am of your opinion,' said my father. "'It certainly does appear to proceed from some uncommon violence exerted against our unoffending door.' "'Yes,' exclaimed I. "'I cannot help thinking it must be somebody who knocks for admittance.' "'That is another point,' replied he. "'We must not pretend to determine on what motive the person may knock.' though that some one does rap at the door, I am partly convinced." Here a second tremendous rap interrupted my father in his speech, and somewhat alarmed my mother and me. "'Had we better not go and see who it is?' said she. "'The servants are out.' 
I think we had, replied I. Certainly, added my father, by all means. Shall we go now? said my mother. The sooner the better, answered he. Oh, let no time be lost, cried I. A third, more violent rap than ever, again assaulted our ears. I am certain there is somebody knocking at the door, said my mother. I think there must, replied my father. I fancy the servants are returned, said I. I think I hear Mary going to the door. I am glad of it, cried my father, for I long to know who it is. I was right in my conjecture, for Mary instantly entering the room, informed us that a young gentleman and his servant were at the door, who had lost their way, were very cold, and begged leave to warm themselves by our fire. "'Won't you admit them?' said I. "'You have no objection, my dear?' said my father. "'None in the world,' replied my mother. Mary, without waiting for any further commands, immediately left the room, and quickly returned, introducing the most beauteous and amiable youth I had ever beheld. The servant she kept to herself. My natural sensibility had already been greatly affected by the sufferings of the unfortunate stranger, and no sooner did I first behold him, than I felt that on him the happiness, or misery, of my future life must depend. Adieu, Laura. Letter Sixth Laura to Marianne. The noble youth informed us that his name was Lindsay. For particular reasons, however, I shall conceal it under that of Talbot. He told us that he was the son of an English baronet, that his mother had been for many years no more, and that he had a sister of the middle size. My father, he continued, is a mean and mercenary wretch. It is only to such particular friends as this dear party that I would thus betray his failings. Your virtues, my amiable Polydor, addressing himself to my father, yours, dear Claudia, and yours, my charming Laura, call on me to repose in you my confidence. We bowed. My father, seduced by the false glare of fortune, step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.